This morning, we're going to have a conversation about when God speaks, how does God have the intention or the plan to fulfill every word that he speaks? There's a story in 2 Kings chapter 7, which began in 2 Kings chapter 6. We know the story about the Syrians when they besieged Samaria in 2 Kings chapter 6. They besieged Samaria and encamped around Samaria. Nothing was coming into Samaria or nothing was going out into Samaria. There was no import of food. They decided that the best way to have Samaria submit was to starve them to death. They starved them so much that cow dung, donkey's boo-boo, was sold for five shekels. People needed donkey's boo-boo to make fire. They needed it to keep warm. They needed it to cook because there was so much starvation in the city. The donkeys had no food to eat, so when you have no food to eat, you have no dung to produce. It became so difficult that God in his throne began to speak and said, I'm looking for uncommon heroes to fulfill my promises. And in 2 Kings chapter 7, it began in verse 1. We're just going to look at verse 1 and the rest we're going to talk about the story. The Bible says, then Elisha said, Hear ye the word of the Lord. Thus said the Lord. Another translation said, It reads that Elisha said to the people, Listen to God's word. The famine is over. The scarcity is over. The problems we have is over. We look at the besiege of Samaria as only a physical besiege of Samaria. But in your life and in my life, we have a spiritual besiege in our lives. We have also been besieged by the enemy spiritually. There are many of us are spiritually leprous. Many of us are spiritually deaf. Many of us are spiritually dumb. Many of us are spiritually blind. We have been besieged completely the same way Samaria was besieged that things became so bad that they turned to cannibalism. They began to eat one another. In 2 Kings chapter 6, when you read it, it came to the point, the Bible says that the king went out of his palace and then he saw a woman who said, King, help me, help me. And the king said, if the Lord does not help us, where do you think I can get the power to help you? However, the king said to the woman, what can I do for you? And the woman said, this, my neighbor said, let's boil my son and eat today. They were so starved. There was no food. They resorted to killing their own children as food. I want you here, if you have a child, whether biological, a child you trained, or a child you adopted, or a person you have cared for in life, I want you to imagine killing.
send your child for food. I want you all to imagine and I want you to also know that what happened to that woman, she said, King, this woman said, kill my son, let's boil. She used the word, boil my son. And we boiled my son and ate. And the next day, I said to her, bring your son so we might boil him to eat. And the woman said, the other woman hid her son. Two people ate a complete human being, irrespective of how old that child was. They ate it in one day, and the next day they were still hungry. And the woman said to the king, she hid her son. And the Bible said, the king rent his robe. The kingly robe, that which shows the physical recognition of his authority. He rent it. And the first thing he did was to blame Elisha. But Elisha was not the one who besieged the city. The king of Syria besieged the city. I'm going to skip forward. But after the king had rent his clothes, message got to Elisha, who then came and made a proclamation in chapter 7 verse 1. And said, hear ye the word of the Lord. The famine is over. I want you to understand this morning that God can still be making the same proclamation in your own life that that which has besieged you is over. And in verse 2, the Bible said, one of the Lord in whose hands the king leaned said, even if God opens the windows of heaven, this cannot be. Even as I'm saying for you to declare with your mouth that your famine is over, there is also going to be a naysayer who is telling you, it could be the enemy right now in your own heart and saying, why are you making this declaration? You have made it before so many times and nothing happened. Why are you going to say, I will not die of this illness, but I will live to glorify God. Why would I say my children that people have believed will not amount to anything will surely fulfill the purpose of God in their life? Why should I say this? Because I've been saying it over and over and nothing happened. There will always be a naysayer. But the question is whose report shall we believe? He said, even if God opens the windows of heaven, how can this be? But the Bible says, and there were four leprous men who were by the gates of the city. And this man could not go into the city because they were leprous. And in our own lives, we find ourselves sometimes spiritually leprous. We might be contagious when we go into certain places. We might be rejected. How many of you have ever faced rejection? In the city where your family is, where you believe your family members are, where people were supposed to accept you, but because of situations and circumstances that you have no control over, you face rejection. Many of you have not gone back to your family homes for a long time. The leprous men were at the gates, could not go into the city because they were leprous. They were expected to cry out unclean. 
as they come by with a bear. So everybody will know that they are leprous, contagious men. But these men found themselves at the gates where they could not go in because inside the city they were besieged already. There was hunger. There was death in the city. How can you go into the place when these leprous men were suffering from what I call double jeopardy? Number one, they could not go into the city because there was hunger. Number two, they were leprous. Now you have to eat your food before you can give to a leper. They were at the gates, they could not go in. But it came to pass when they said to themselves, why sit we here till we die? In order for God's word to come to pass in your life and in my life, we must come to the point where we make accurate assessment of our spiritual conditions. You must assess your spiritual condition accurately to know where you are. To know how much you are suffering spiritually and how God can use you to become an uncommon hero. Every time God speaks, he never looked for the great men to fulfill his words. He never looked for the great and high and the mighty to fulfill his words. In fact, I have discovered that in the Bible, everyone God has used to fulfill his words have problems, circumstances, and situations surrounding the person. They all have problems like we do. You have problems, I have problems. But if we wait until our problems are over, we will never move out of our situation and circumstances that we find ourselves spiritually. What I'm talking about this morning is that there may be a spiritual fire to start a new revival in our minds and in our hearts and in our families. And they assess themselves accurately and said, why sit we here till we die? If we go into the city, we are already members of double jeopardy. If we sit here, we will eventually die. What difference does it make? But there's a third option. And the third option is making yourself available to become the instrument of the fulfillment of God's purpose. And they said, let's go into the camp of the Syrians and throw ourselves unto them. If they save us, we leave. If they kill us, we will only but die. I want you to see something there. Therefore said, why sit we here till we die? If we go into the city, we will surely die. If we sit here, we will surely die. But if we go into the camps of the Syrians, we may only but die. Which means there's a greater possibility that when you throw yourself into the hands of God, you may not face the faith you're looking for, but that which God has designed for you. And what happened? They chose to move forward. And as we go in the scriptures, you see that as they moved forward, which is where our discussion this morning will conclude and will go a little bit deeper this morning. And as they moved forward, the Bible said they got to the edge of the camp of the Syrians and to their surprise, there was nobody. Remember when God spoke out of the mouth of Elisha, he did not say how it will be accomplished. He only said the famine is over. By this time tomorrow, 
Food will be so much in abundance that you won't even know what to do. Rather than eating your children, you'll be playing soccer and basketball with food. It will be so plentiful. But God never told them how it will come to pass. When God spoke the word, God had in mind uncommon heroes like you who have problems, circumstances, situations, troubles. He had in mind people like you and me to be used to fulfill the purpose. He wasn't looking for the king to fulfill the purpose. He wasn't looking for men of God, great men of God to fulfill the purpose. He wasn't looking for rich men to fulfill the purpose. He was looking for men who are leprous, who have sat in a place of rejection. People who are numb to pain. When you have leprosy, it numbs your body. You can't feel any pain. The le leprous person will stick his or her finger to the fire until it burns off. They still can't feel the pain. You live in a country where you have not seen leprosy. I come from a country where we have what is called uh, a leper colony. We have been able to see people who are leprous. When you encounter them, you know they are numb to pain. Many times we have sat in the church, we have become numb to the pain of people. We have become numb to our own pain. We are so subjected to our own situation and circumstances that we are excluded away from the entire community. And they went forward. But the Bible says, as they went forward, they saw that every place was empty. What they were looking for was right there. If you never step out of your situation, you will never change your situation. You can complain for all I care about the condition of the church right now or our congregation. You can complain from today till tomorrow. If you never make yourself available, God will not use you to change the situation. They step forward. And as they stepped forward and began to go, the Bible said, For God has caused the Syrians to hear the sound of chariots and horses. Let me tell you something you haven't seen in that place in the scripture. When you, in your situation and circumstance, rise up, God will take the sound of your movement and cause the enemy to run from the besieging your life. Imagine leprous men who don't have toes walking. Leprous men. Yet God changed the sound of their footsteps to become mighty army. You don't know what God has put who you are. You don't know how God has established you. You don't know how much you are worth in the sight of God. You can stare today and whine and complain and feel pity for yourself until you get up and step forward. God will take the sound of your foot and put the enemy to run and your life will become free. And your life will become free. The sound of chariots, the sound of horses, God multiplied the footsteps of leprous men, uncommon heroes. That's whom God is looking for. And he knows you are uncommon hero. He knows because you have problems. He knows because you have situations you cannot change. But God can use you to change the situation. The enemy has always messed up our minds. Put us 
into depression. Put us into suppression. Whatever Sean you want to use, use the adjectives. You know better than me. You speak English, I don't. Whatever you want to use, he has put you in that cup. He has put you in that situation. But God is looking for you to step so he can take your footsteps to put the enemy to flight. To put them to run. The prosperity they were looking for was just ahead. All it takes was for them to rise up and step forward. Because God has spoken the word. There is a promise on your head. Until you rise up, the promise will not be fulfilled. Until you rise up. And when they rose, God turned the little shaky step of a leprous man. Imagine walking without toes. I want you to go home. Tie your toes backwards and try to walk. You see how they were able to step forward, moving without fingers. Yet God has spoken that out of the footsteps, of the leprous men, I will restore the city of Samaria. Yet God has spoken that out of you, out of you, he will restore young men and women. Out of you, he will reconcile families. Out of you, he will bring come to pass families that are in disarray. But God is looking for you, my brother, to stand up. You cannot sit every day with you and your wife and your children and think your life surrounds them. He's looking for you, an uncommon hero, because there are lives at stake. There are lives at stake. There are lives of people at stake. The people of Samaria were besieged. But the uncommon heroes were the outcasts. If you have ever been rejected this morning, any time in your life, either by an ex-husband, ex-wife, ex-children, whatever it is, you're a candidate for an uncommon hero. God used them. They got to the place they found they began to eat. Imagine those who have not eaten food. I began to imagine the leprous men without fingers. They must have been cogitating, eating all. Only God knows how they were eating. Eating and eating and eating and they took clothing, gold, silver, everything they went to do what? Hide it. They came back and did that. After a while, one person who said to them before, why sit we here till we die? And I believe it must be the same person that said, we are not doing well. That same person is telling you this morning, you are not doing well. You are sitting in the church every day receiving the word of God, souls are dying outside. You are sitting here every day, you receive everything from beginning to the end, you go home, men and women are dying. How many have you ministered to? You are not doing well. You are receiving all the breakthrough, prosperity, whatever to yourself. Souls are dying. You are not doing well. He said we are not doing well. He said we need to remember that we became the hands of God for the entire Samaria and not just to be the hands of God for ourselves. Remember that we have brethren, though they rejected us, but it is time for us to show them love. You may have been rejected. You may have suffered loss. You may have 
suffer shame. So many things may have happened to you, but now that God has put you through, it is time for you to show them that which they never showed to you. If they never showed you love, it's time to show them love. Amen. They were hungry. They were desperate. That when they brought the word to the king's gate, they told the people, the king's gate, and they went in and told the king. And what did the king say? The king said, I tell you the plans of the Syrians. They ran away and hid themselves, knowing fully well that we are hungry, so that when we come, they will come out and capture us alive. And one person, God will always put somebody who will speak for him. And one person said, King, let us go and check. There were only five horses left in the city of Samaria. Five horses in a city of hundreds of thousands of people. Everything has been decimated by hunger. And he said, let's use these five horses. These five horses represent everybody in Samaria. And let's go and check and see. And when they went out and checked, they discovered that the uncommon heroes, the unsung heroes, those men who were rejected, those women who were rejected, those people who everybody have castigated and downtrodden in the society have become the salvation of the Lord. They have become the salvation of the entire city. What am I saying this morning? The conclusion of this discussion is that God has made you an uncommon hero. But what you do at this moment is not good. You are not doing well. You are not witnessing about Christ Jesus to anybody. You are not bringing life into the life of people. You are not bringing restoration in the hearts of men and women. You are not doing anything that God has spoken in the past. God says his words will not come back void. So when those who were able-bodied in the city did not go, the uncommon heroes who were rejected became those who were the salvation of God. But it is time for you to make a decision this morning. Do I come to church every day, sitting, eat, eat, drink, enjoy the word of God, and go home? You are not doing well. I want us to know that God can use all of us here to change the spiritual condition of this church. I think the hour of complaint should be over this morning. The hour of criticizing should be over this morning. The hour of finding fault should be over this morning. But I want everybody here to stand up and do, step out. Can, can we all rise up, please? Can we all stand up? I want us to stand up. Let's see what's going to happen. Let's see what's going to Let's see how God multiplies something right now. Watch. You start from here. Tap in your feet. And you join. And you join. You join. You join. You join. You join. Everybody join. Everybody join. Everybody join. Everybody join. Imagine how the full step that started by one person is multiplied by everybody in this place. By multiplying, the sound continues to increase. 
Hallelujah. The uncommon heroes. You are all uncommon heroes. <laughs>